My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as podcast producer is Ryan Buds. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Pilar. What's shaken? <laughs> Unfortunately, probably a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are good. Yeah, yeah things are good. You're yeah, still yeah. probably a little jet lagged from I'm, all your travels. I'm, I'm getting better. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was until mm-hmm. I was teaching at the Great American Pitch Fest the day after I had returned from Dublin. So I, I came yeah. d- from Dublin at night. I came right to the Great American Pitch Fest. Mm-hmm. I consulted for, for two hours and then I taught for three. When did you have time to talk to your dealer? I know. I know. It was <laughs> tough. And because I didn't talk to my dealer around 9 p.m., I mean, I thought I was fine. Yeah. I just started to like talk in tongues. Oh, my God. It was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and people are looking at me like, what's going on? And yeah, so it did hit me. But oh, well, people have, yeah, I mean, look, there are worse problems than, oh, I just got back from Ireland. <laughs> Cool me. You know what? Let's thank, thank some people before I forget because I keep forgetting. We've got um, a donation uh, yet again from Lon Thomas, um, $50. He keeps sending us money. Thanks, Lon. Nice. I don't, you're my first friend named Lon. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's more than my friend now. He's your <laughs> benefactor. I think yes. that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lon. Um, John Houston sent $10. Thank you so much, John. He has been listening for a long time and, and writing. And um, it's, it's nice when people sort of, you know, contribute and let me know when they like the show. So thank you very much. Um, Keith Tutera, thank you very much for your donation of $30. And Lizbeth, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Haggart, uh, thank you so much for your donation of 50 bucks. Fitty. 50 bucks Woo-hoo! and thanks everybody for uh emailing me a lot of people reached out to me from the 500 days of uh of me podcast that we did uh <laughs> over the last month so thanks so much for all the tweets all the new follows on twitter all the questions and uh emails uh that you guys sent me i really appreciate that and it makes me feel uh like a superstar yeah but did you get money did you get money i got money Oh, yeah, I, yeah I have to pay you the money. Oh, never uh, mind. Jared, got Jared took me money. out to lunch. Oh, that's right, <laughs> Jared. So so just in case anybody's wondering if they can contribute, sure, go ahead. It's uh, The donation page is on the On The Page podcast page, which is on the On The Page website, which is on thepage.tv. So please go to that. Um, our guest has been patiently waiting for us to shut up. His <laughs> name is Casper Kelly. Hello, Casper. Hello, guys. It's huh? so surreal to be here. I'm such a fan of this podcast. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. I'm I, so glad you've been listening. I'm looking around and now getting all the inside scoop of what <laughs> I've been listening to. Now I have the visuals. And you're kind of disappointed, right? No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> kind of like, oh, this is well, it. Pilar, I don't know if you know this, Casper, our tallest listener. What? He's got to be. What are you? How tall are you? Oh, yeah, 6'6". Six, six. Six, I think six. I'm coming He's in. Up there. Yeah. I think he might be. He's like two Pilars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should take off my heels. We should just take a picture together. That would be hilarious. It's like two Pilars uh, in a big overcoat trying to get into an R-rated movie. 
<laughs> okay, we're gonna do that. We're gonna take that picture. It'll be like that Andre the Giant yes. dwarf photo. <laughs> no, no, you're not a dwarf. Uh, <laughs> no. You know, whatever. I've been called worse. So, so how long have you been listening to the show? Uh oh, few years. I really? think. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, and I, and I uh, you know, hired uh, Lee Jessup uh, off of one of your podcasts, and I just listened to Ryan's podcast and uh, and uh, Art Exploitation. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Wow. I'm I'm so glad that I I didn't know it it went back that far. That's awesome. I I heard about you through Lee who said, oh, I've got a new client and he listens to podcasts and he happens to be quite a successful guy, which you are. Um, You, I'll tell you about you. Let me tell you about you. (laughs) You are the co-creator of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, which is on uh, Adult Swim. Yes. Um, You also uh, wrote uh, 10 episodes, it says here, for Squidbillies. Yes. Um, And and by the way, uh, my nephew Kyle was going crazy today (laughs) here and about. Because when I mentioned Your Pretty Face, pretty face is going to hell he was like oh yeah yeah i watch that and i also watch uh squid billies and i also watch aqua teen hunger force and i was like well he wrote for all of these <laughs> you, you wrote for aqua teen hunger force you also wrote for um uh let's see what else we got here the onion news network mm. that no that's incorrect that's no? that's my arch nemesis that's we have two is that other somebody else the, two other uh uh Chris Kelly's. Um, my name's Chris. I go by Casper Kelly because there are two other Chris Kellys. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm getting rid of that. I, I don't even like and it. There we go. It's gone. It's done. There's a psycho Chris Kelly because I went to the oh, Warner no. lot and I was detained. No way. Because I had to double check that I wasn't that Chris Kelly. Oh, ah, no. So now you are just Casper. Yeah, I go by Casper. Yeah. Got I fa- it. I tried to pick one of the most unpopular first names I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> that or Cornelius. That there would be no duplication. They're perfect. <laughs> no, no. All of this success that we're talking about, all these uh, Adult Swim uh, shows, including the one that you created, they film in Atlanta, right? Uh, well, most of the, the ones I work on, yes. But we do a lot in uh, New York and Los Angeles as well. Like Robot Chicken is out of here. And in New York, uh, we make Venture Brothers and oh, a, nice. a bunch of other shows. So, yeah, uh, there's a few. We're part of the, the few core uh, out of Atlanta, and that's where Adult Swim started. Out, it, it, it sprang out of um, uh, some uh, people I know, some great writers took some old Space Ghost cartoons and then converted it into a talk show, uh, which was like a cult uh, hit in the nineties. Space Ghost Coast, Coast to Coast. That was and one then, of the like Cartoon Network's flagship shows, wasn't it? Or was it Adult no, Swim? No, well, it was not a flagship show. It was a well, gee, we're a Cartoon Network, and no one watches us after midnight. Ah, so we'll it. put this thing on. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, but it ended up becoming mm-hmm. uh, 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 a, uh, a juggernaut yeah. of uh, stuff. And Adult Swim does very well mm-hmm. in the ratings. We're usually number one oh, in great. our slot. Now, did you live here and then go to Atlanta? Have you always been in Atlanta? Tell, tell me about you. Tell uh, me about Casper. I, um, from North Carolina, I moved out here, and then I did a bunch of crazy uh, jobs. I worked as a PA for Roger Corman. Oh, my God. Uh, nice. B-movies, uh, although he hates that term. And... Uh, I even was in a writer's group in Burbank, and I met a guy who wrote uh, porn. So I did some of that. He's like, I've got some more work than I can handle. And I said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try that. So, so as a writer or as an actor? As a writer. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I did go to the set and watch him shoot. Uh, that you? was an experience. Yes. I bet. Uh, 
How do you uh, give, give us give us a, a sixty second crash course on writing porn? Have you ever had a porn writer? You know what? To be honest with you, yes. Yeah. I, I um, it is the only script I had to turn down. Really? Yeah, because it was one of my writers. He he got a gig, and he was like, "I want you to consult on a script," but and I was just like, "Dude, I just." <laughs> I don't think I can. I, you know, I don't know what I would say. You know, yeah. needs more set pieces. I'm ah. not sure. <laughs> you know, so I had to had to pass. So sure, what's what's the crash? Uh, well, this the cra- This this was some time ago. I, I don't know, even know if it exists in this form anymore. But this was back when they would do movie parodies. So really, hmm. you're just oh. writing comedy. Sure. And then when the sex scene occur, you would just write commercial break. So you don't have to write. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't have to come up with You don't have to any. write the actions or anything. So there was actual like storylines. Yes. Be... Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Making. Huh. F- uh, yeah. Are there still storylines? I don't think so. Guys? I don't. It might be gone. I think parodies are uh, are popular. Yeah, that's still. what it was. Like, Movie yeah. parodies. Yeah. Huh. Or like it'll be like Seinfeld, the porn. And yeah. It's like characters that look like the characters. So someone has to write that. And, and, and as a writer, this shows... <laughs> Uh, either that I'm a nerd or that I'm a true writer is it was cool to go to the set, but truly the most thrilling part of it was going there and seeing, Oh wow. Someone built a set. We wrote a script that involved the scientist's lab and someone had to build this set and there's actors over there learning our lines. Yeah. That's amazing. That was, that was more amazing to me than that just something we thought of and then, and then someone and, has to do it. And then someone's got to come in and thrill. hose down that yeah. same set. Yes, they right. do. Yeah. Good Casper's over there just looking at the beakers. Yeah. Like, totally not paying attention to anything else. So, okay, so you did that. What else did you... And then uh, and at the same time, I, wor- I wrote for Disney and Nickelodeon. Of mm-hmm. course. Uh, yeah, uh, and then I and then <clears throat> I got uh, offered a job in Atlanta, um, which might have sounded like a step back. Uh, I also wrote for Cat Dog, which was a Nickelodeon mm. show. Yep, uh, to doing promos um, for Cartoon Network, um, which you know is basically like watch Scooby Doo at three three p.m. You know, mm-hmm. but it, but we ended up learning that we could. We had enough money we could animate new things with them, and we would hire the actors and do little skits. And then, and then uh, I had one Scooby Doo uh, st- stunt, which was like a ma- Scooby Doo marathon, where I did a Blair Witch parody, and I designed all the little uh, bumps they call them. You know, when you go to a commercial, uh, yeah. so that it would work as one show. Because mm. I always wanted to make shows, and then they ended up editing together and putting it on a show on Adult Swim. This this half live action Scooby Doo Blair Witch thing, and then oh, awesome. so so you had just sort of done that just for the hell of it, and then they turned it into a yeah, because that's just what I want to do is is make stories and you know tell stories yeah, and 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 I was going to talk about that in Breaking In is um, you know it's so valuable to just get in the building yeah, and then I met you know the development was right next door mm-hmm. and they were nice and we would go to the same Christmas parties and. I would meet them and say, hey, would you mind if I pitch something? Oh, no, fine. Come on. Walk the two yards to yeah. come pitch to it. And they're yeah. drunk at, at Christmas parties Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, right? Exactly, yes. Yes. Yeah, bring it on. Pitch me. I love it. So we've seen you around. We know you're not crazy. So yeah, we'll give it a shot. So yeah, it was it was wonderful. We know you're not crazy. That's like the, that's the key, right? <laughs> that really is. It, it really. I hear that from so many people. It's like you said it yesterday, actually, at your at your seminar. Yes. You were like, just let them know that you're not crazy, and then they'll want to work. With you. And you said it on your on the podcast you just <clears throat> had. I know Jared's not crazy. I'll have lunch with him. Yes, exactly. 
Especially, yeah, and I said, and even if even if he was crazy, at least I get that free lunch. Yeah, and, and you know what? What's sad about that? That means that a lot of people really are crazy. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So okay, so so you you were there, and you and you strung this together, and was that part of sort of what got them thinking about you as a as a writer and as a creator? Yes, and then all, and then also, fortunately, my boss, who was also uh, doing uh, promos and, and overseeing creative directing him, uh, created his own show called Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. Oh, yeah? And uh, so I started writing for that. And uh, and then I pitched my own show called, it was a detective show called Stroker and Hoop, uh, which we did. Mm, nice. Uh, and that was a half-hour show, actually. Uh, and then I kind of brought the switch over and so, to doing shows. <laughs> That's great. So, so once, what, what made you go to Atlanta? Was it because all the, the work that you were doing ended up being based there, or...? Well, I, the the first promo job was in Atlanta, oh, got and it. I and I was doing stuff, but it wasn't full time, and just the idea of getting to do that full time and being uh, my family, my parents lived in Atlanta and so forth, and it just seemed something worth trying. You know, working at Cartoon Network, I love cartoons, so mm-hmm. I thought I'd give it a shot. But that is, it is that is a, a double edged sword because I love it and it's a super comfortable life, but at the same time, as a writer, that's the main game in town. There's some reality shows, but for writers, there's not. Uh, that's why I listen to your podcast, and that's why you know I come out here because we're. It's a very little uh, little world of you know we're very big fish in a small pond over there. But that pond is is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, wh- what were you saying that Atlanta's starting to be called? Oh yeah, they're starting to call it uh, Yollywood. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's they're building a lot of studios and Pinewood Studios, and uh, they're shooting Ant Man there, and yeah. uh, Hunger Games was shot there, and but I think that's really more of a benefit for actors, grips, writer, writing still really happens here for the most part. Uh, I've seen, but it's still cool. Uh, our extras that we hire for our show. Yeah. I'll see them on a trailer for the hunger games, you know, yeah. getting shot by Jennifer Lawrence or something. I'm like, <laughs> I know him. Yeah. It's pretty fun. <laughs> now, do you, do you have representation that's out here or? Uh, no, I or don't. I, I plan to, and I've been, I have, have met with some agents recently, but, uh, right now I'm in, a, it's kind of a weird old school studio system where I'm an employee, just a straight up employee. I've signed a contract two-year contract, uh, and, uh, but I, I think uh, the writers at Adults, the, the three of us there are, are, are looking to maybe making that switch to going freelance and, and doing it on a freelance basis. Most of the other shows that are Adult Swim are, are done that way. But you created, you're, you're a co-creator of uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, and, uh, and I mean, that must feel really good. Oh, this yeah, I love it. came right out of your brain, right? Yes. So, so how did that come to be? Because for people who haven't seen this, I suggest you see it. It's, <laughs> I'm, it's, gonna, I'm literally going to go home and watch it tonight. It is. It, if you look up stupid fun in the, in the yeah. dictionary yeah. as a term, you yeah. will see it's stupid fun. It's yes. awesome. Right? Yes. I could have just kept watching. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> but my kids kept coming in. Like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a workplace comedy in hell. And there, there's cubicles and there's these demons that uh, uh, wear these sort of Best Buy type golf shirts. But they have just yeah. a hell, uh, an overthought out hell logo yeah they have this really bad demon makeup on yeah which is like like an orange face and like yes black eyeliner and then they have these horns right yes and uh yeah they're and then the uh and then you know the demon will have to 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 whip some tortured guy and but the thing is is 
his arm is getting tired and it's, it's pretty much just as torturous for him as it is for the guys <laughs> whipping. And oh, it's not very fun. You know, that's amazing. They're like these tired office dudes. They're yeah. like, Oh God, <laughs> you know, the boss wants more promo. Can somebody go shoot themselves or something like that? So, so, um, so how did you come up with that? Um, I'm scared to ask. that. Yeah. It started as a, it's funny how the, these things happen. You know, you, it was just it was an idea for just a one shot that I was passionate about, and, mm-hmm. and I never imagined it would be a TV show. It was a short film. It was just purely about the idea of, um, you know, the idea of a heaven where there's uh, you get two hundred virgins and a, and a and a river of milk and everything. And just the whole joke was, okay, that sounds great. And then they go there and they're like, this is amazing. 600 virgins in a river of milk and cotton candy. We love it. And then you just say, and then you, and then you cut to black and it says six million years later and you just cut to them and they're like, we are so bored <laughs> on the, in this desert with 600 virgins. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it gets very dark and they, they try to build a spaceship out of virgin bones to escape. And anyway, so we did, we did this as a internet short for another part of time Warner called super deluxe. Oh yeah. And, uh, that led to, us doing this. And then we started joking about the, de- there was a demon who was a small character and we just started joking about making him a main character and it led to this being a show. Hmm. And, and how long has it been on? It's been this, we're doing, we're shooting the second season right now. Uh, last year was first season, six episodes. And this year we're making 12 episodes. And, and didn't it, it just beat out something like real big or something? Like I should, that? Rem- it did. Yeah. It was it, in its time slot. It was number one. That's great. Uh, amazing. Which was, it was amazing. And just go to TV by the numbers and see our show in the headline. And I'm like, yeah. what? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a thrill. Now, it, when it comes to your, your show and also Squid Billies and also Aqua Teen Hunger Force and a lot of shows that are, that are on Adult Swim and, and also sort of picking up steam in, in other places, they are 15 minutes long. Yes. So why 15 minutes, first of all, and... and and what are some of the challenges? I think um, my, I think it came partly from our boss and the man who created Adult Swim, Mike Lazo, who was of the feeling that you know people are getting less patient, and we yeah. you know the attention spans are getting shorter. So let's get ahead of that and do fifteen minutes. But uh, I I love it. Uh, well, first I want to say, and a lot of people will say say this about Adult Swim is you know you guys must be really stoned when you're writing this, which <laughs> always makes us it's funny but we bristle a little bit because that's not the case you know sure. it's, it's, it's real work uh but fun work but um what i love about it is there's so much flexibility in it in in, in the sense of um <clears throat> like baklava is good but you don't want to eat like a hundred pieces of baklava oh speak so, for yourself oh yeah maybe <laughs> you're right <laughs> but like so you can do a lot of ideas that would work as a 22 minute show you can do A story, B story. And in fact, there's a sh- show we have called Children's Hospital, which will have four storylines because they're sort of parroting the, the ER ensemble type show. Mm-hmm. But you can do a dumb idea like I remember C-Lab, uh, another show of ours, uh, wanted to do it all in the dark. Yeah. And you just see their cartoon eyes blinking as people are like, what is going on? Yeah. That would be hard to do for 22 minutes. But you could you can do that in eleven minutes, and yeah. people will give you a, give you a shot. So it's it, it's experimental when you want it to be, but when you want to tell a story with an arc, you can do it. it you just have to cut out all the slow parts, and yeah. it works. So it's it, and and also it's fun. It's like a short story or that 
on a good day, you can write you can write a bad first draft in one sitting, which is also super satisfying to get to the end on the same day. Yeah. You know, could, I, that's why features. I'm trying to write a feature, and it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> So just just take a lot of them and just string them together. Yeah, take a lot. Yeah, that, that's uh, your screenwriting teacher told you so. Just line them up. Is that no? Yeah. He'll know. Um, so so uh, tell us about the particular structure of writing a fifteen-minute episode. Well, I think part of it is that there there's there's a, probably a few different ways to do it. I don't think there's a set structure, but there's a there's a few different ones I've noticed. One is, I think Aquatine will do this, which is sort of like sort of like a Bugs Bunny Roadrunner cartoon where they'll set up a goal and then they'll also set up an expectation for the audience and then go against it. And then they'll just do that over and over. You think they're going to zig and then they zag and then you laugh because it's surprising. Like they introduce a character. It's like Game of Thrones. They introduce a character and then they die (laughs) immediately and you're like, what? It's funny, you know, but it's funny. And unlike Game of Thrones where it's heartbreaking. Uh, (laughs) uh, But then, um, then like something like uh, Children's Hospital is just a very compressed really it's an hour uh ensemble drama but it's a comedy in 15 minutes yeah uh Uh, what have you noticed that like in something like that that they're not putting in that allows them to sort of have a rich one hour story in 15 minutes and tell it succinctly but like what are they cutting out that's a great that's a great question um and they, uh, Rob Cordry is the creator there. They said, do you ever want to make it 22 minutes? He's like, no, because I'm watching 22 minutes now, and they drag, and I see. Yeah. So I think that's a great question. I think the, scene, the, the scenes are often a lot shorter. You just get in and out. You get that one, you know, w- what would have been an exchange might be two lines. You know? So that's more like a setup punch. Like it's just yeah. you, can, you can get to the joke yes. and then get out? yes. And there's so many characters on that show, they cut to another situation so quick, you know. There's got like 12 characters, right? Yes. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you know, the, the old Warner Brothers cartoons were seven minutes, I think. Yeah. So it can be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's just, I mean, we've all, I mean, we've, I've all seen sitcoms where this, I'm kind of losing interest a little bit, you know. Yeah. This B story, this is kind of fluff because you've set up the conflict and now you're, you're kind of shucking and jiving. Yeah. And then you're going to resolve it. Sure. And just get rid of the shucking and jiving, you know. Or instead yeah. of the rule of threes of comedy, just do rule of two. Right. Set it up one and then yeah. and, and, pay. and then go for it. Yeah. I think, I think part of it, Adult Swim is that it's banking on people know television so well yeah. that they know what should be done and when they are amused when we don't do that you know you know what i'm trying mm-hmm. to like the it's doing a rule of twos instead of a rule of three well, you, you kind know? of feel like you're breaking the rules along with the writers yeah yes and and going like yeah yeah I, I knew what could come next but they didn't go there so you've got so that's zigging and zagging too in a little way but it's sort of from the structural convention so we've got the sort of that zigzag thing in the beginning uh, uh, for one of them and then for this one it's taking one hour and making it 15 minutes what are some other structures that you've noticed with with writing 15 minutes um i'm trying to i was trying to uh hold on i just lost my train of thought <laughs> uh well i i think one thing is is that people will say uh our our stuff is random mm-hmm. and i like i mean people like random humor which is is good but and people will say that about stuff like Family Guy, but I think there there always is a uh, except for something like Robot Chicken, which is a sketch show. There always is a arc of uh, of some kind of goal or some kind of uh, you know uh, 
a problem that has to be solved, even if the solution ends up being just so they all blow up. <laughs> I think there has to be some through line and some arc yeah. uh, to, to keep interest, you know. So for your own, your own show, okay. the 15-minute structure f- for yours is pick a goal, go for it, and then what? Yes. Uh, for example, um, uh, Gary, who's our main character, is sort of uh, hap- he's a, a demon who's far too kind-hearted and slack to do his job well. Uh, we'll be told that Satan wants a musical in his honor, like Jesus Christ Superstar, but they won't give him the the supply the the uh, what he needs to do that. So they they send him to some high school in the Midwest to, to try to, to launch this. And then he'll meet the teacher that they, that they, that they, that Satan got her, uh, uh, some digestive commercial gig yeah, she, 10 she years ago. Sold her soul. Yeah. For this <laughs> digestive. Thing. Uh, and so he'll, he'll, um, and then there was a, there's a whole, uh, romantic angle and, and, well, if you uh, want to yeah. call it that, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's seducing some high school student. <laughs> yes. And then, and then Gary hooks up with her, but yeah, so there, that's the goal of putting on this musical. And then, uh, he's very excited and Satan asks for him to reserve 200 seats in the, in the school auditorium. Yeah. And he says, I'm not sure if the media room will hold that, but okay. And then they don't show up because they were at a hockey game that ran late. So. He puts it all on for nothing. <laughs> and it's, 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 I think what I liked about that one is just the universal component of it, right? We've all, oh, yes. We've all been in shows where nobody showed up, <laughs> you know? So there's that where it's sort of like, you know, but what if, you know, <laughs> Satan's minion just happened to be producing it, you know? It's, there's, there's that, that little twist yes. to it. Yes. I think we've been in jobs where what the boss wants doesn't make sense and, and, it seems like he's actively trying to make us miserable. And so here it literally is true. <laughs> so with something like that, where, where you've got this show and thinking about uh, breaking, can, can you walk us through sort of how, uh, let's see if I can find the words, I guess the process of building out that particular story. Okay. If you came up with, okay, Satan wants this particular musical. Now, what would you have to do to, to get, to find the story to get there? Okay, uh, uh, I'll jump back one second. Sure. Is on the, my previous show, Stroker and Hoop, which was a half-hour show, uh, we, would do out, we would do outlines, and then my writing partner and I would, would, would bounce it back and forth. Like, either I would write a scene and then send it to him, he would punch that up, write the next scene, and we would send it back and forth. My, my, this show I'm doing with Dave Willis, who's one of the co-creators of uh, Aqua Teen, and... Um, Oh, and one other parenthetical within the parenthetical is, uh, forgive me, audience, is one of the amazing things about Adult Swim is we write all the episodes. It's not a show where we have a writer's room with 10 writers and we might write one and punch up the rest. We write them all and we direct them. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of great where at the end of a season I have writing credits for this season, 12 shows and directing That's credits great. for 12. That's so, so anyway, cool. so, uh, so Dave Willis, uh, who I admire, which is, it's also a thrill cause I, he's my writing partner now and co-creator. And I, I'm a fan of his aqua Teen, before I was over at adult swim. It's just a constant thrill. But anyway, his the process writing process. Now I'm at the, you can cut all that out. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> we don't uh, we clearly don't cut anything out, uh, is he, his system, which scared the heck out of me was we're just going to sit down, we're going to talk back and forth a joke, talk about our day. One of us has a laptop, and then we're going to just intuitively, 
once once we hook hook on something that is making us laugh, he works very intuitively. We're gonna we're gonna write it uh, just scene by scene, and then we're just saying throwing things out to make each other laugh, and he'll throw it. He or I will throw it all in the script, and um, he says it seems like it'll be terrible, but it always ends up. It's a little better than it's better than you thought it was going to be, and I think that's true for first drafts. Like mm-hmm. you always think it's going to be horrible, and it actually ends up being okay. <laughs> you know, not so yeah. if you're optim- So that's how we work is 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 intuitively, and I think also with the benefit of eleven minutes, and we all have that sort of Aristotle story structure in our DNA that we can kind of do that, especially with eleven minutes, and have a story structure. Like I, wor- I agree with you. Like, there's never you're always sort of keeping yourself in check, right? Yes. So even if you're saying things that 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 are just making each other laugh, you're always trying to figure out well where would that fit or how would that advance the story. It's just sort of naturally coming to you, right? Yes. And um, uh, but the 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 nice thing with that process is sometimes one of us will throw a wrench. Just an idea that really takes it off in, a, in another direction that's not intended. But it's fun, so funny that we're just going to do it. And we can do that. Uh, like I, we had an idea uh, this season with our first one where we have angels. And we have Jack McBrayer playing one of the angels. And, uh, Good choice. It was, purely, it was purely Gary's learning. The demon is learning to pop on people's shoulder to try to tempt them. And he always gets distracted uh, like noticing someone has a mole that looks irregular or <laughs> noticing cleavage. But anyway, so that was the story, which is a full story. But then we had the idea where um, the angel converts him to Jesus, even though his soul's gone and Satan keeps him in these big jars. So Satan, so Gary comes down with a cross and said, you know, Satan, it'd be really cool as big jar, you know, have you heard the good news about Jesus? You know, anyway, it's too late for you, Gary. You know, but anyway, so we, we were able to accommodate that. And, uh, it's not as huge of a domino effect. Like when you're writing a feature mm-hmm. and you get some crazy idea and you've, and you're it's second draft and you get some crazy idea in the middle and it creates this huge domino effect. You're like, Oh no. Right. But this with 11 minutes, you can do that. Yeah. You can, you, you try it, it makes you nimble, you know, but, but you know, I guess I would have imagined the opposite with only 11 minutes that you have to stay incredibly focused. But so if you do segue for a second, does it just become sort of like this one little joke and then like, no, shut down and back to story. Is, is that how you handle it? Uh, yeah, yes, it, it, I mean, it does kind of, it's like a, a pool, billiard ball where it, it knocks it in a, the ending in a new direction slightly. But yes, we, we, ha- we just cram in this little, we, do, we cram in this little aside and then, and then get back uh, to the story. Uh, but we do have a problem of our edits are always long and, cr- you know, shaving it down, shaving it down, uh, removing, you know, a couple of words of dialogue or, you know. Does, or, it, does it hurt? It when- does, it does. There's it, <laughs> I think our shows are 11 minutes and the probably the ideal would be like, always seems like 12, 13 minutes would be perfect. You yeah. know? Uh, and then sometimes we've had to resort once we had to resort to, um, what's called lexicon. They do that to entertainment tonight where, where it's just this magical thing. They just compress it by 5%, uh, the whole show. That's why, you know, those some of those shows seem so fast, you know, yeah. like so peppy and they just, 
the, the, like the voice doesn't get higher. They just, they just make it all faster. They remove some frames, yeah. no way. you know, and they just make it faster. Wow. That's, that's we he try not to do that because it feels like cheating. But, yeah. <laughs> we could do that with life. <laughs> Have you gotten to or wanted to make any bumpers for your own show now that you run a show? Uh, like, like, uh, like you did, you know, for the Blair Witch Scooby-Doo thing. Like, have you had any ideas for like marketing your own thing, uh, you know, now that you are in control of it? That's a great question. No, I think I was always only okay at that. I always wanted to do stories. I'm not, I wasn't great at, I shouldn't say this, but (laughs) I, I always felt like I wasn't great at promotion. We have such great people. They're doing it. Yeah. I love not having to to think like that in in 15 seconds and 30 seconds, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And to have a message tag at the end, you know. Sure, sure. But that's a great question. That's interesting. Are you, you mentioned that you're, you're looking at features right now. Is that something that you're trying to do right now as a a feature spec? Yes. I have uh, a couple of uh, bad first drafts that I'm (laughs) girding my loins to to dive into again. Yeah. Uh, And then when I heard you saying that uh, John Favreau writes them in 30 days, I'm like, that's right. I should just do this in 30 days. What are you, what are you waiting for? Do this. But I think what you also implied with that answer is, but wasn't there like 30 years in yeah. between? Yeah, he's like, if, if I could do it every every year, I would. He goes, but it took me 20 years in between those two ideas to, to write and direct and star in this movie that just just comes to you, you know? And I was talking to my wife today, and I said, I need an idea to come to me like now. Mm. And I have a lot of little ideas, but nothing that is like, I got to put this on the page. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, then we started talking about one in particular uh, for five minutes, and then I was totally hooked on it. So oh, it's great. like, I, so it, yeah, I, I do want to challenge myself to try and just throw a bunch of stuff on the next draft instead of really plotting it out at first, like I did with the last three things I worked on, just, just to switch it up and try a different method. Mm-hmm. And I just thought of this metaphor, I actually think it's pretty good. Uh, you know, in a, in a field when you, when, you, when you do crops and then like every seventh year they have to rest it or like grow peanuts on it. We which, live in LA. Uh, yeah, yeah, no anyway, idea what so you don't know about. this, but so yeah. You, you, Filtered uh, water? You grow uh, crops and then, the, and the it runs out of- buy a Trader yeah. Joe's? Yeah, <laughs> crops are, you probably think of riding crops. Because, uh, no. That goes back to my earlier career. But anyway, uh, uh, so you, you, you grow crops for six years, and then it's the, the ground is out of nutrients, so you gotta, you got to rest it, or you grow like peanuts, which weirdly feeds it back in. Okay. You know? So I think as a writer, that's been helpful for me uh, as a break, but I still want to write more where I'll write features. or I'm real, I wrote a book of short stories, and mm. I... And I love to watch dramas, so I've been interested in, in writing a dramatic uh, spec TV show because it's such a golden age right now for dramatic TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it's good because it, you know that saying, a change is as good as a rest. It, it does feel like that uh, to, 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 to be able to take a break from my day job, which I love so much, but still be producing stuff. You know, yeah. Now, I is can. there, I mean, you're working with Lee, she's the queen of, but your brand is. So, oh, yes. so is, that, is that a tough one i mean you're you know you're known for comedy and now you're thinking about drama um it's are you at all worried about about departing from your brand i i think it's a great question and i i i think it's true but just emotionally i just do and i it, it probably has hurt me like i mean writing the book of short stories i should have done uh, some more but i just want to do it and it, it i think it i i think it works on a level of even it just keeps 
oil in my engine to write comedic television. If I didn't have that outlet of not doing those other things, it would it would make it would hurt my muse for my day job. I think. But I but for people that can like you know you had Scotty Mullen on recently and he's super focused on that one you know uh, sort of exploitation movies. Mm -hmm. I envy that. Like I would love to be you know I probably would be farther along if I was that hyper-focused on the one thing. So I think it's great for writers to do that. But just emotionally, I I, uh, I have to try. I like to dabble, you know. That's just always how I've been as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So well, I think that's great. Honestly, I, I think that's great. because, And I love the fact, too, that like you do have this great job, you know. And, and the idea is that's your job. And you love it, too. But also you want to do that's this right. other kind of writing. Um uh, oh, was I going to ask? Now, now my brain just froze. Oh, well. You got anything, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a question about um, when you were working on the animated shows, uh, like Aqua Teen and stuff, because I'm a huge fan of uh, Regular Show and Adventure Time, which oh, are yeah. the, the daytime component yes. of your network. And um, I, on my honeymoon, actually, wrote an uh, Adventure Time spec. And it was, uh, you know, I timed it out to be about, you know, 11 minutes, about how long an episode would be. And I, I posted it on a bunch of fan sites for Adventure Time because I wanted, like, real fan feedback. So I put it on the IMDB message board for Adventure Time. Like, here's a link to my script. Check it out. And somebody uh, responded and said, oh, I work in animation. And they said, that show's actually not written. It's drawn first. And then they add in, like, the story. Um, have you ever worked on a show that worked that way? Because it blew my mind. Like okay. The Simpsons, for example, is written yes. and they animate based on the script. But then a lot of, I guess, Adult Swim and Cartoon Network animated shows are the opposite. Where That's a wonderful question. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, and I never really got a good answer. Just blew, The guy's like, that's how it's done. And it blew my mind. And I'm like, oh, my, my spec's worthless. But it's really, you know, I got some good feedback out of it. Yeah, I think, I think we had, uh, was it Matt Price or Jack Thomas, uh, we had we had one of the guests on who uh, work on one of those shows, and, oh, nice. and was talking about doing just that. Yeah, that it it is all storyboarded first, yeah. you know, and then then it, it it is an odd kind of process, but it it, it works. Yeah, I th- I, I, our show was was written, but I can speak to that because I know some of the writers on, well on the first season they did a conventional script. Yeah, and then. Um, but the I'm talking about Adventure Time. I don't oh, okay. know uh, regular De- Quintel. I don't know as well. But uh, they just uh, uh, Pendleton Ward. That's the way he works. Is uh, you do a storyboard. It's the same thing of people around a table riffing, but then you yeah. start drawing. He he's a compulsive drawer. Sure, he's always doodling, even when he yeah. comes to speak. You know, yeah. and then uh, you just start building a story around that, and you 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 create the story. And then, and then the dialogue uh, comes after. Once you get that, it's like an outline, really. Yeah. And then you, then you can put in the dialogue. And I know that, um, our, that uh, Disney worked a lot that way. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney back in Dumbo and all that. And also, oh, wow. um, I've heard that uh, Marvel Comics back, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. that Jack Kirby would draw it. And just put word balloons in various places. <laughs> For wow. After they kind of discussed the rough idea, yeah. Jack Kirby would go to town, and then Stan Lee would come in and, and put the dialogue after wow, the fact. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, but but it, you know, you can still use these things as, as specs yeah. for, for yourself as writing samples. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because like, like people have done curb 
curb your enthusiasm specs, which even is though like it's, it, it's all improv, right? Yeah, yeah. He does a really detailed outline and mm-hmm. then, and then the actors improv around this detailed outline, yeah. but people will do specs of that show in order to show that they know voice and they know the characters and they know the structure of the show, yeah. which is exactly what you did for Adventure Time. Right. So it can still be used for, for, you know, to, to show off your writing. Mm-hmm. And, and y'all, y'all can probably speak to this better, but it's my understanding that usually when you write a spec, the, the, the show that you've written the spec for is unlikely to read it Absolutely. because of lawsuit reasons and so forth. Sure. Yeah. So it's really more for other shows that like Adventure Time and are maybe looking for something in that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the mission accomplished there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Thanks for reassuring me, guys. <laughs> I remember what my question was. It was, has anybody um, approached you about doing a feature adaptation of any of these adult swim shows that you're working on? Uh, Aqua Teen was a, made, it made into a feature. Oh, was uh, it? And got a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. I it wasn't that involved. I've only written... A, I'm, I'm not one of the creators of that. I've just written some for it because I'm a fan. Mm. Uh, but this one, the current show, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, it's, it's just... We're just shooting the second season, so it's probably a little early. But uh, we would love to do a movie, but maybe... See, Knock on wood. Let's see. I'm going to go big. Season 10. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so um, writing tip, business tip, and then I would love to know, is there a TV show or a movie that you think everybody should see? Okay. Oh, oh wow. This is a new question. Actually, it goes to... An, well, that, that, yes, that, that third question is, is a new question. What do you think? Do you like it? I do. Okay. The TV, TV show or movie everybody should see? Yeah. Um, wow. All right. A writing tip, uh, is I, I struggle with procrastination. Uh, and I, one thing I'll do is, uh, uh, especially when I'm writing on my own, cause I've gotten spoiled now with a writing partner cause yeah. it's, it's like butter with that. <laughs> but, uh, what I, what I'll do is, um, set a 10 minute timer and then just, because that is not intimidating, and just blast for ten minutes, right? Knowing that if the, the thing is going to ding, and then I and then I can stop and and get on the internet, which is what I would have <laughs> done otherwise. And that works for me. And a lot of times you'll you, you'll have a flow by then, and you'll keep going. Yeah. But if you don't, you can you can stop and, and get on the internet, and then I'll set that for ten minutes or five minutes. And you know, that I, I know a book that can really help you with with that particular ten minute thing. There you go. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I, so I'm a big fan of that, actually. That, okay. That whole, like, you've got one thing to do, uh, there's 10 minutes to do it, do it, you yes. know? So yes, if anybody would like some uh, some strategies for how to actually make progress in this 10 minutes of time, don't forget the Coffee Break Screenwriter book. Thank you very much. Okay. So, you know what? You know why I've been promoting it last last episode and this episode? Why is that? Is because... I will go places and people will be like, oh, you have a book? Oh, really? And I realize I'm always talking about my classes. Yeah. I'm always bragging about my clients, but I, I forget about my stupid book. I tell everybody about your book. Do you? Mm-hmm, I Did do. I totally internalize your book and then just give a tip that's, I that's love the, that. the premise of are your you book? Kidding? Are, you, okay. are you kidding? That makes me so happy. Okay. That, that's great. Okay. So, so uh, that was a writing tip. What about a career tip? I mean, it, it seems like I, I love Move the idea. Move to Atlanta. No. I love the idea that you said, you know, just work also at the place that you want to yes. write at. Get in the building. Get you in know, the building is, uh, is wonderful. Is a, hu- is a huge one. And I, yeah, I cannot recommend that enough. And then also um, uh, be a fan. And, and you guys were talking about this too and express that. And especially the way my taste runs, it's more, more culty stuff. So they're maybe less likely to have people tell them that. But, yeah. but I, 
if it's stuff I love, I will, I'll try to tell people. And, and, and we, for example, we have an editor, uh, who got hired through Twitter cause he was just emailing, uh, Dave Willis. I mean, a Twitter tweeting Dave Willis about how much he loved Aqua Teen and he was an editor and we gave him a test and we liked it. And now he's hired as an editor Yeah, and he moved from Detroit wow. to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, maybe moving to Atlanta is the thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely, let's do it. Pack up. Are, do you uh, do you come out? It's here? humid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to come out here again? Oh, absolutely! Los yeah. Angeles? Oh, yeah. All right, good. So I'm just just curious. Do you come out here regularly for meetings or anything like that, or do you? Uh, just... Not right. No, I come out here more for casting okay. uh, for our show. Um, but I have been doing some meetings and uh, we'll be doing more. Yes. That's part of my goals with, with Lee. Nice. Jessup. Awesome. Nice. Oh, I forgot. I forgot the TV show or the movie that everybody should see. Airplane versus Volcano. Is, did I answer it for you? <laughs> oh, oh my I, God. No. I slipped it in? No. No. Um, uh, yes. There's, uh, these are older shows, but they're British and I, they were slow coming to me. Uh, but I don't know if you guys watch Veep on HBO, oh, mm. yeah. uh, which love I it. love, but those guys are from England and the show they did before that was, was a, the same idea. It was in parliament, um, in the, in the loop. Oh, in the loop is the movie. And then they oh, had a show called oh, the thick yeah. of it, the thick of it, yes. which yes, 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 both yes. of those are yeah, in the loop is a great way to start with it. That is hilarious. And even more vicious than Veep. I, it cracks me up and I'm a huge fan of, uh, peep show, which, uh, Another British show mm-hmm. uh, about two goofball roommates. I see it all the time. I think it's on Netflix, and I always want to put it on. I haven't put it on yet, but uh, someone just recommended it to me as well. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. That's great. <laughs> so, so you're a fan of British humor. Oh, yeah. Does that come through in, in your work on, on Adult Swim? Are, are people being tricked into, into <laughs> laughing in a British way and not even realizing it? Uh, I would be flattered if someone... Uh, said that I they saw influences of, of those great works uh, in my show I'd you, be, I would be very flattered what do you think those shows do so well that 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 attracts you and that you know it works for the show in general I, I think um, those shows are very uh, situational so that it's in like Kirby enthusiasm the the comedy is from the characters getting frustrated or pissed off or and I love that I don't like a lot of the big American sitcoms are really jokes with a capital J where they're written and they're, they, no one would say that in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I feel like um, Kirby enthusiasm is a real situation that if you were a total asshole could happen to you, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that makes me laugh and laugh, you know, like puns. I don't, you know, no, don't that want makes that. a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. It does. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys so much. Casper. It was a huge honor. Enlightening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, yeah. man. Great to know you. I would shake your hand, but, but you're all the way across the table. But then, what, again, you are incredibly tall. Let's That's try right. Let's all try. right. Ready? Because yeah. Ryan shook his head. Oh, no, no. Forget about it. All right. We'll take that picture. We'll all right. Let's do a picture. Instead. No, no. Have it, sit down. Not just yet. Okay. We have to sign off. Right? Okay. You uh, can listen right. to the yes, podcast. Yes. Right? Okay. Should, where should people go? for to watch your work first of all adult swim in general adultswim.com itunes it's on itunes and uh google play and and uh i guess on demand if you have a cable company that has that and uh and are you a tweeter or a facebooker Uh, or anything like that you can follow me 
and I'll be great to follow because I never tweet, but at Hey Casper Kelly, and uh, my website is CasperKelly.com. CasperKelly.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Ryan, where should people follow you these days? You're always all over town. Um, let's see. What do I push today? The Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Now you're on Instagram. Yeah, I'm on there. Uh, I'm, when I got on there, when I moved to LA, I found out everybody out here uses Instagram. So uh, I take a lot of funny pictures, and uh, I use the hashtag baby buds a lot because I got that baby on the way. <laughs> Uh, so Not any, because it's your cute nickname. No, hey, yeah, baby yeah. it's my rap name actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we are uh, we're expecting that baby. So anytime I like, I found myself the other day um, just like hosing something down in my backyard. And I, I was like, when did this happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, well, how old am I? Uh, it, it was nothing. I didn't even know what I was hosing down, but I just felt old. And then I use the hashtag uh, Bud's Dad a lot, which, which will be great. So, how long yeah. have you had those bifocals? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Instagram is just at Ryan Buds, uh, B-U-D-D-S, like my Twitter handle. Are you going to be on Pinterest next week? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. Um, uh, I am not on Instagram because I don't like taking pictures. Um, but <laughs> I don't like being in pictures. I don't like taking pictures. I don't like pictures, but yet I am in a lot of them. This trench coat one's going to be hilarious. <laughs> My, I have this, my, my husband's always making fun of me because I have my picture pose. My mother taught me years ago, you put one foot out in front, like in front, like with like sort of crossed in the front. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that way you always, it's a more flattering kind of thing. And I used to just think that was so stupid mm-hmm. until I turned 40. <laughs> so, and then you can see every single picture of me. There's the foot. Out. Yes. Um, anyway, that was uh, that. That was random. That's um, the best tip of the podcast. Yeah, that might be. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, go to onthepage.tv. I am doing a an all day TV class here, which I'm really excited about. July nineteenth, and it will be on uh, writing an original series or original pilot, or both, and uh, it takes you through all the steps of that process in one day. It was really fun to do last time, so I'd love to see you here. On the page.tv, for people who are out of the state or out of the country, there are online offerings. Go to the online section of on the page.tv, and there are all these classes that we filmed last summer. They're pretty raw, but they're there, and, uh, you know, they're you know, just you sign up, you get five of them. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So, so go check it out. Um, I want to thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Casper, very much for coming all the way from Atlanta just to be here. <laughs> well, thank that's you not so true. much. Well, you flew me out here. <laughs> I, yeah, I, wish. I wish. I want all the guests to know that I was flown out here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for interrupting your vacation with your kids uh, and, and, coming on out to Studio City. It was really nice of you. Thank you so much. Total delight. Um, thank you, Ryan. Thanks. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And ready? You ready for this one? You can do it. And have a, a good, good writing, writing week. week. Woo!